What the deal, Playboy? What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast. Wow. We are in the building. Actually in the building. No, the real building. You know what I mean? Hodgepodge it. (laughs) (laughs) Back again with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. I got my peoples in the building to my right. Yeah. This young lady is a lady of many names. (laughs) Make sure you put that explanation point at the motherfucking end, though. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's all about, man. My mother calls her Kanisha, but to me, she's Ayo Nisha. Ayo, we in the building. What's good? Yo, chilling. I'm happy to be here, man. We all, you know, we lit. Like, honestly, I'm I'm happy to be here. Usually, he's to my right, but the way the, the, the room set up today is to my left. It's my dog, my partner in crime, my homeboy. Take a breath for a moment of mind mindfulness. What it do, y'all? How you feeling? <laughs> Girl, scream like I'm key. How's that working out for you, brother? Oh, it's working out real good, man. Just putting my thoughts in line. Just take, taking that second. Well, not a second, but taking about 10 minutes a day in the morning. Really sort my, my, my breathing out, sink my body up, sink my mind up. Um, hit the day running and, and just in a good mood. That's just fine. settling. That, yeah. What, um, what's that app you was talking about again? I'm, I'm doing, I, do, I did the free trial of. It's called Headspace. Headspace. Yeah, Headspace. I, I and I'm also I'm also trying another one called Calm, but I like Headspace a little bit better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I gotta. I, you know what? I'm bad. I'm the type that like y'all give me recommendations. I download shit. Mm-hmm. I just don't try them out. Nah. Nah. <laughs> definitely sort of. Let's keep certified in Headspace. Um, just the way they break break down meditation. And actually, they got a little a little, I guess, partnership with Nike or whatever. Because I'm on Nike. Oh, yeah, on my Nike Training Club app, they have like they have notifications about yo, you should meditate, and this is how you do it. Do it That's through fire. Headspace. Yeah. That's, That's dope. That's I'm, dope. I'm happy man. that they got like stuff like that going on. I feel like more and more people are starting to become like, you know what I'm saying, tapping into that their inner core, their energy and everything. You gotta like have that. that calm. Yeah, man. That that zen, that peace. That that's oh yeah. Yeah, it's important, especially now more than ever. Tapping into your, your mental health because it's, it's a less medical way to do it. So it's something that you don't have to go to a doctor. You don't have to pay no copay or a couple hundred dollars just to see a therapist for, for 45 minutes. You could just sort your thoughts out right there, get you a little shot of serotonin flowing through your brain. Dr. C. And it's good. Get your Dr. CB on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I noticed, too. It didn't really happen much when I was younger. Maybe I just wasn't as aware of my body and stuff like that. But now stress is starting to affect me in a different way. Like I, it physically makes my chest hurt or, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or it gives me headaches. You know what I mean? And I'm like, nah, I can't. If it's causing physical issues, it, it, it's something that I have to have control of. And I've noticed through meditation, I'm able to like, all right, just relax. It's not the end of the world. The ceiling's not collapsing in. You know what I mean? And, and it just helps me clear my thoughts, be able to move on to the next thing. So. That's dope that you're doing that, Keith. Are you guys um, big on like stones and stuff too? Like the uh getting stone, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> My fault, stoner. Yeah, you know yeah. That helps. Yo, yo, shout out to uh natural born uh stoner too. When I was in Pittsburgh, um I stopped by this store, NBS. He was real dope. Like Yeah. What is a head shop? Yeah, what'd you say? It's a head shop, like a smoke shop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dope though. Like he had <laughs> Niggas saying phrases and stuff. A head shop? Yeah, yeah, like, said well, a real I, expert like, yeah, this is, this is like a head shop. You got the, du- the double O triple O G head shop. <laughs> <laughs> shit with the triple coils and the, no, uh, no, uh, okay, okay. I mean if you want to call it a head shop. But. Yeah, I was like, wait, huh? I had to make sure I ain't like saying some other shit. But um My nah, it was no. it was real dope though too. Um I even seen we went to this other shop too where they was uh like glassworks and they was like making the actual um the the, the pipes and everything the water bottle yeah. like, it was real dope but at MBS like you could tell like he had that real dope like stoner vibe you know what mm-hmm. I mean 
So I'm like, where? So where it's at? He's like, I can't tell you where it's at right now. Like, yo, but he said it so like it could be heard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like he thought maybe I was tapped up. Or, like, you know, they got the cameras and everything. He was like, nah. I was like, but I could DM you though, right? <laughs> was like this. He was like, yeah, you can inbox me um, for advice or anything that you may need. Like the way he was talking. I was like, okay, thank you. Like. What's, what's the stones you were referring to? Huh? What's the stones you were referring to when you said, are we into the stones? Oh, um, the stones, like um, like dealing with your chakras and everything, you know what I'm saying? The different jewels with the energy and whatnot, and the, the, the Lang Lang oil. I don't know exactly what the stones are, but you're talking about more so like the tools, like the, the different tools or like actual things that people use to kind of, yeah. like scented oils. Yeah, and with the scented oils, and then you have like the, the different colors of... I, Dealing with the different stones and like you know what I mean, just the energy that they release. Yeah, I, I've never done stones. I don't really understand chakras, but um, no, have I looked into it yet? So yeah, I, I don't really know how to, how I would use it. The most I've used are the bells, the um, like the Tibetan bells. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those you Buddhist about bells. That yeah, we spoke about it before. Um, Playboy was talking about it. We smoke about it. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't smoke, but um, nah, Playboy uh, spoke about it about the bowl. What's it called? A chime bowl or the Tibetan um, singing bowl. Yeah, the singing like bowl, and I, I have the bells because it's cheaper. And the furthest I go is the bells, and um, I do incense. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's all dope, too. I'm not, I don't know, I gotta get back into incense. I ain't going for uh, I want, I'm, I'm big on like like nice smells in my house, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't go to incense route. I go like the air fresheners, you know what I mean? A little. No, I don't, mm. I don't, well, I used to do it for, um, for like home fragrances, but yeah. I don't. I, I do it. I buy cones, so the cones they burn just for ten minutes. So okay. Um, no, so, no, but but I mean, it, it gives me like peace to have walk into like a house that's smelling yeah. really nice. So it's like an aromatherapy type of thing. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I don't use the sticks anymore. I use the cones because it burns and then it, it like ten minutes. Yeah. That's how long I meditate for. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh. why, that's why I stopped using blunts. I just use paper. <laughs> 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 burns quicker. Burns quicker. <laughs> Yeah, Word. So what's good? What's going on up in the world, man? What up? A whole lot of shit, man. What is going on in the world, man? Uh, what's going on with y'all? To be honest with you, you just came back from Pittsburgh yeah. and Keith. Everything's good with you? Yeah, everything is cool. Yo, Can't yeah. complain. Oh. And y'all working out too? Everybody back on their gym shit? Yeah, you know what? I am. I was happy. This is the first time I really went away and I worked out at the hotel. Did you? Yes, okay. Nice. I appreciate that. Go, go, go. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Clap it up. Yeah, I've been what? trying. I've been doing our workout classes at New York Sports Club, so... Um, I don't usually do classes, but I'm trying something new. There you go, man. That's what's up. Yeah, I got to get back in there this week. We got to do it. But uh, what's going on in the world? I got, I got questions, as always. You know what I mean? I'm a uh, very curious young man. And I come to y'all whenever I got questions. So y'all going to have to let it put in This is true. Now. Here we go. <laughs> Keep brace yourself. For real, for real. <laughs> Two seatbelts on, especially with that cab driver you had earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember what, what made me think about this. I think someone might have made a joke. And I didn't really fully understand I can't remember the jokes. I won't even try to uh, butcher it. But it was to the effect of um, that black feminism and just feminism in general are two separate things. And I, uh, I, I need y'all to let a plicker know, what is the difference between feminism and black feminism? Like, why, aren't, why isn't it all one movement? Why is the feminism movement, or sorry, why do black women not feel represented by the feminism movement? Or... Maybe y'all can explain it to me a little bit better. I think the bigger question is, what was that joke? Because I don't want to know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I want to like, know how, how that set up and punchline went. Yeah. It was, it was just something to the effect of, like, uh, feminists need to get paid more, but but 
Shaquana, fuck Shaquana. <laughs> pretty much, she could get paid the same rate. And I didn't, I didn't understand it. I was she just said, like, Aisha I, don't get shit. Pretty much, yeah. I just didn't get it though. Like, yeah, like, well, yeah. what's uh, the? I didn't. But <laughs> I've heard that before though. You know what I'm saying? I've heard the, that people in just in conversation that black women don't necessarily feel represented by the feminist movement. And mm. I was thinking maybe y'all can explain it to me a little bit more. I mean, like, black black women in general, we've always had it had it tough. You know what I'm saying? Like, black in general, we've had it tough. But black women. Especially, you know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to um, even how we were talking about uh, representation in the music industry or just entertainment in general. I mean, I always look at it from that standpoint, you know what I mean? Even with political, I mean, they don't, people don't really, I feel like they they mistreat us and look at, they don't understand how influential and how powerful we actually are, right? You know what I mean? So, like, even Keith, I remember, because you guys really put me up on, um, uh, who was it? Uh, I started learning a little bit. Have we spoke about Angela Rye? Here? We didn't really speak about her. We probably spoke yes. a little bit about her in private. Her. Yeah, but yeah, like she's dope as shit. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I she's mean, extra sharp, extra. She's unapologetically black, yo, so she's black on air. Like she doesn't put on much airs on, when she's on television on CNN. Exactly. But she still expresses whatever viewpoints she has, expresses it clearly, gives the, the rationale behind it. Exactly. And then also she has a credential behind her. She's a she's a lawyer. Yeah. Uh she she worked in Congress. She she's yeah, dope. That's some real black girl magic. So and and that's the whole thing too, because that's even where the whole, you know, when you think about the hashtag black girl magic, I mean, for years black women have been rep- like misrepresented. You know, misrepresented. <laughs> misrepresented. Because <laughs> <laughs> cause of people like me, black women like me. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking up the speech. But yeah, no, nah, like, you know, I and I mentioned Angela Rye just because, you know, it's dope to see a female in that type of light. You know, not necessarily just like music and shit, because that's that's more my lane, but when I look at someone from the political um, aspect, it's like, yo, she talks the way she articulates, like she is just on her viewpoints. Like you said, she she's unapologetically black. And she know? has a podcast and a, uh, a show on CNN. She's uh, she's a commentator, I, a yeah. political commentator on CNN, and she has the podcast on one with Angela Rye. So feminists, well, when we think about any movement, any movement that that I guess uh, a broad a broad base of people are part of when black people are part of those are a part of those movements it's never they never reap as much of the benefits as the 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 bigger population of that movement so when we take let's take gun control right so yeah. all these people when when white people's gun rights are threatened or or whatever depending on what perspective you have this entire movement comes behind it. The NRA calls themselves the, the largest civil rights organization in, in the country. Excuse me, the oldest civil rights organization in the country. They defend, defend all these white people's rights, but look at Philando Castile. He was he was a, a certified gun carrier. Like He could carry a gun. He said, yo, I got a gun. Mm-hmm. Just letting you know. And they shot him up. Like He wasn't much of a threat or anything like that. But no, the NRA didn't come defend him, right? But they're threatening... They threatened his gun rights. They threatened, they threatened the the gun rights of, of black people just with that precedent of shooting a, a, a licensed gun carrier, even though he announced that he had a gun. Uh, you know, you look at labor movements or housing movements. They gave a lot of white people reaped heavy benefits from it, and a lot of black people got left behind. So when you look at this feminist movement, you know they're fighting for equal pay and and all this stuff. But black women's pay, it's not even 
it's not even near equivalent to, to a white woman's pay. They always pay. shit it on us. Right, right. And if you look at a, a black woman, let's say a black woman and a white woman, they're making, let's say both of them are making $50,000 <clears> yeah. a year. Let's Let's say the white woman tends to have more wealth than does the black woman. It's just like a history. It's just a history of black people being behind that when they try to say that, making a, a, a quote-unquote colorblind movement, it always leaves black people behind just because of the foundation the foundation that there is. When you try to build these movements on top of a, a racist foundation, it's just, it's, just building, it's just building on top of a racist foundation. We need to fix the foundation first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So okay. it is separate. Mm. It so, is. so it's not necessarily labeled to feminism or, uh, I guess, unique to feminism. You're saying that it's all movements in general. Yeah, I, I'm, honestly, I'm not a feminist. I'm not one of those dudes that say, yeah, man, I'm a feminist and women first and stuff. I, I appreciate women and I believe in fem- feminism, but I'm not a feminist myself. But I do observe mm-hmm. that a, a lot of times with a lot of movements, black people are often left behind. So when, when, we, when it comes to feminism, black feminism is, is just different. And you have to have a wing of the feminist movement to address that difference. So if you look at, if you look at the natural hair movement and embracing your own beauty and, hey. and taking taking the perm out your head and all that stuff. That's right. That's a that's a form of feminism, you know what I'm saying? And black women that have been doing it throughout the years, a lot of them were roasted, like, yo, what are you doing? You nappy, you this, you that, yep. and, and you're not fitting to like not conforming to a certain um like uh, beauty protocols, right? You need to cream your shit down, have your shit laid out and bumped and curled and wrapped and bobby pins and all this stuff. Like, nah, that's not how you were born. Yeah, that's not You were born with thick hair, thick curly hair. Uh And, you know, nothing against creamy crack, but if you choose to go natural the way that your ancestors looked before Madam C.J. Walker, you know, came out with that ultra perm, more power to you. But it's nothing wrong with it. It's just all about embracing your shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. When black women had the, the, well, they they still do, but they had the big butts and the big hips and big lips and all this stuff. People were looking down on that, but now people are paying thousands of dollars yeah. to get to get lips and butts and stuff like that. So, um, that black women black right. women do have it tough. If they see women in general when they when they're assertive in a professional atmosphere. They are called a bitch, or they call caddy, or uppity, or, or whatever. Black women have have that even worse, you know what I'm saying? So and, and that that tells back too to even the conversation that we were having with like uh, that when the whole Monique topic, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much is actual factual, but at the same time too, like I could see I've seen situations like that actually happen. You know what I'm saying? Where the woman. Like you said, you know, who's a, a, a authority figure and, you know, fighting for the rights and then you get called a bitch. Right. I right. mean, it happens. It happens in all different facets. So it's like, yo, like, you know, there, there's a difference. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. And I, and, and I feel that. Do you feel that they ever, uh, I guess, can come together, uh, connect the movements? I don't think the, the, the movements, the move, those movements are at, at odds. The, Overlap between them is huge. Um, when you talk about pay equality, just that black women exist in a different space within the, the grand feminism movement. So there needs to be a part of it that dedicates its attention to the black women's, the black femi- feminism movement. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the, the, the overlap is huge as far as sexual harassment, um, rape culture, 
just all uh, people re- respecting or disrespecting yeah. their their um, complaints and all that stuff. I think if they can, like, as long as you acknowledge something and don't overlook it, you know, mm-hmm. then yeah, yeah, could exactly. Be, I mean, you still could. There could be some working together. You know? Right. It reminds me of the march for our lives, the gun, the gun um, marches that young people were doing all this over past weekend? all over the world. Oh this yeah, past yeah. Weekend. Pittsburgh, yeah. they had it just pop up. Yeah, in, in, in New York City, sandwich. Manhattan, they had it. I think they had it in a bunch of places in Europe. It was just Denver, all these places they had it, and um, in, at least in Washington, they gave some special shout outs to how. Young black people are are living with gun violence. Like it got a lot of attention uh-huh. because these affluent kids or these kids from a fairly privileged background and so happen to to be white or look white, they brought a lot of attention to it. Now you have all these marches, but I'm glad that they used that platform to say that all right, now that we up here, don't forget about don't forget the fact that black people have been living with this pain for for years, the pain of gun violence and stuff like that. So. Not just because it's us live with our pain too, but let's let's uh, take this chance to bring their pain to the forefront. Okay, that's dope. Yeah, I see what you mean. There's, there's room for growth with that. Um, I believe Niche was talking to us off the mic maybe about like a week or so ago. You were telling us about uh, a situation happened with Drake and Peter Rosenberg of Hot 97. Oh yeah, yeah. so um, there was a situation where. Um Drake had reached out to Rosenberg because originally Rosenberg had made comments towards, uh, well, about Drake's video, um, the God's Plan video where he was just giving back money and doing dope things for uh, people in uh, the city of Miami. And Rosenberg just gave his, you know, his initial reactions to the video pretty much saying like, yo, he didn't feel it was like as genuine. Okay. Um, for uh, a, a few different reasons, one of those reasons being that, like, uh, you know, kind of like the whole giving back to people who are kind of like poor and then filming it and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? That was one thing. Plus, he, he was just saying he just really didn't dig the video. Like, he just didn't feel it was genuine. Like, he just he just really wasn't into the video. So then Drake got offended. Got offended and um, called Rosenberg up and was just like, yo, like, what's your problem with me, homie? Like, what's up? Like, you have a problem with everything that I do. Like, what's up? You know what I mean? He was like, yo, like, what's what's the real deal? So that's when we were kind of talking about, like, yo, like, the whole, thing's, the whole thing with recording, you know, the shit that you do for people. Like, do we do that? Like, do you guys think the actual video was genuine? Like, how do y'all even feel about the whole situation? Like... Uh, who are we to comment on it? Like, was was Rosenberg right? Was he wrong? Like, what's the real deal? So, just in one video, first it was Uchi Wally Wally, then it was one mic. That's how I felt about the Drake video. Like he was giving out money, and then he's then he shut down. A, I think it was like a Saks Fifth and danced with Antonio Brown from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, uh, no, I mean, I liked the video. I liked it a lot. It was like a campaign ad, right? Like if Drake ran for governor of. I don't know, Toronto or whatever, yeah. right now, it'd be like, yo, remember that video? And he was just flinging out stacks to people. Um, I don't – Rosenberg ain't wrong. I, I have the same – I had the same criticism about the video also. I yeah. mean, you're giving out stacks. Of the, the theatrics behind it was just – it defied authenticity. I just couldn't believe that a person would walk around just flinging stacks of money at people and – I just don't like the idea of just flinging money at people. Well, I like giving even, people jobs. I like giving people 
a chance to be homeowners or like giving people a chance to be educated. I just don't like the idea of just flinging money at people. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in Drake's defense, he was just saying like, yo, he had to go through, you know what I mean, a lot of red tape just to, you know what I mean, fucking make the video happen. So I understand the amount of time and whatnot you did put into it, but that's just like me, you know what I mean? I, th- I feel like, you know, I'm, I got uh, some uh, philanthropists, you know, ways about me, humanitarian, whatever. But I don't really record me giving away shit to people. Right. You and I think I, th- I think really it's in style, style now because I see a few, like, social media stars, um, like on World Star, whatever, yeah, giving, giving out bread to people. Yeah, giving sandwiches and shit like that. Like, I, I see people giving stacks of money or buying people sneakers and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, that's when it just becomes kind of like a fad or, like, you know what I mean, the thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even, that's just like, um, I mean, I'm not taking away from people who who do the whole uh, soup kitchen or uh, turkey giveaways. Like, you know, when you're suppo- not necessarily supposed to give away, but it's like, yo, like, okay, cool. It's Christmas time. We know you're about to give away toys. Like, little motherfuckers need shit, not just on Christmas. Wait, what, you mean people who do it publicly? Yeah, publicly. All that shit. Like, I like people who give back yearly, man. That's my thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because the whole business side of shit, too, is like, you know how it goes. You get the write off of shit, right? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. That's that's just really what it is. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. Like I like seeing people give back around like throughout the year. That's just like when it comes even down to Valentine's Day and shit like that. Like don't you don't gotta buy me shit on Valentine's Day? I'm cool. I'm yeah, cool yeah, off yeah. that. We do things for each other throughout the year. You know what I mean? And I, I, to me, that's I, I'm cool when you give me some shit on another day. You know mm. what I mean? Like I wanna I, let me show you that I love you and I care about you throughout the year. So like right. you know. That's the biggest thing to me. And that's kind of like why I like subbing, you know, because I can see kids throughout the year. Like, I'm not just going to pop up, you know, when I need a picture or some shit like that. Nah, like, I fuck with y'all. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's why I enjoy tutoring. I was an SAT tutor. Oh, were? Yeah, I did. I, well, I didn't do it this academic year because I had the wedding or whatever. Okay. So pl- with planning the wedding, I didn't, I would have to miss a bunch of days and I didn't want to do the kids like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, miss two, three, four weeks. Yeah, Keep love the kids. Huh? Keep love the kids. I love the kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, so I skipped this year, but I might get back to it next year. But I was doing it for about two years yeah. at Columbia. How you feel about the whole video play? I like the video. I um, <clears throat> I heard the song originally, then I watched the video, and it made me like the song even more. Um, it's a good video yeah. as far as like as a arti- like from an artistic music video TRL standpoint. I, I like the video as far as a message. I'm mixed on it. Yeah, I didn't it, and um. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't even know he was going that direction when I first heard the song. That's not exactly what I thought the video would look like, if I had to imagine. But I like that he went that way. Um, I personally have no problem with someone doing charity uh, for public consumption. Because, yeah. one, nobody loses from that. Like, if, if, say that person is doing it for selfish reasons. They want to they wanna shine from it. The people are still getting helped. And whatever clicks that you're trying to get, I guess you get, you get from that or not. Um, as opposed to you doing stuff in private, nobody is really inspired by that, so to speak. So some people might say, all right, well, Jay-Z is helping out this charity. Now, I know I can't give what Jay-Z is giving, but let me give a little something. Mm-hmm. They might be more influenced to do it if they know that Jay-Z is doing it, you know what I'm saying, as opposed to Jay-Z doing it behind closed doors because he doesn't want to receive any public backlash for it. And he's like, all right, you know, I just want to help these people out and do my thing. That's great also, but, you know what I'm saying, now other people aren't, don't have the opportunity to be inspired by it. So I have no problem with that. I also don't think Drake was doing it from a um, selfish standpoint. Selfish standpoint. Um, yeah, I think he just wanted to show his charity, you know what I'm saying? Like, to show that you don't have to... Because I, I, I've heard this conversation before, like, people feel like whenever you do something like that, you have to do it in private. I understand where that comes from and the humbleness and the not necessarily needing to um, 
Hey, look at me. I'm helping out these people. That it's cool to give back. That's yeah, yeah. Real. It's cool. It's cool to give back. If I you want to do it on camera, yeah. do it on, it's like anything. Like I don't need to necessarily show you my meal on Instagram on camera. If I want to, I want to. You know what I'm saying? Not, not necessarily nothing wrong with it. It's just you know what I mean. I, I'm still gonna enjoy the meal whether you get to see it or like it or not. But <laughs> <laughs> is, you I'm know still what I'm gonna so, eat. And the, same, and, and, and the fact that you would do that for like a new car or, or a meal that you have, why not do that when you help out somebody? So I'm with it. I'm never gonna look at somebody doing something um, philanthropic. Philanthropic? <laughs> Philanthropic. <laughs> That's why we hired Keith for the show. Yeah, I'm not gonna look at somebody doing something philanthropic and then um, judge them for it and be like, nah, they should not put that on camera. So I think it's cool. And then I feel like everybody just wants something to be divisive about, like whether Rosenberg really hates the video or not. Rosenberg has a job. Um, we said the same thing in all the Breakfast Club discussions we have. These people have a job. They gotta entertain. They yeah, gotta have an opinion. And, and, and that's why. And that's a, that was part of his argument. You know what I'm saying? Like he said, Ebro hired him because he's going to give his initial reaction and he's not going to hold back like that's his fucking job you know yeah. what i mean like so do i think drake was wrong to press him or not necessarily press him but to voice his opinion like yo like it was good like mm -hmm. i heard you say this like like i don't think drake was wrong to come at him but i mean it's cool that they did have a, have a dialogue instead of you yeah know, yeah just talking back and forth over shit, like you know what social I'm saying? media but, being corny about it um but what I will say with, with these people who are shock jocks, well, I don't want to call them shock jocks, I don't think that's what they're doing, but um, people who are on radio and they're like, oh, they say the thing that's going to make people laugh and be like, oh, I can't believe he said that. You also, with that, comes a certain responsibility that when you are in the wrong, stand up and be like, yo, you know, I, my initial reaction was this and now having a conversation with somebody, I feel differently. I have the most respect for people who could do stuff like that and, and humble themselves and be like, you know, that it was what it was, it was a mistake. You know what I mean? Maybe I shouldn't have said that, maybe I shouldn't have come out. Because that takes a lot and you'd be surprised that as people get older, it doesn't get easier. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I, I have respect for people who could be like, yo, that was maybe if Charlemagne was like, yo, maybe I shouldn't have called Monique that or shouldn't have came out like Monique like that. Or if DJ Envy looked at it two weeks later and said, yo, maybe I should have approached that differently. I'm, I have respect for shit like that. Yeah. But. And that's sometimes what we have to do. You know what I'm saying? We have to like sometimes check ourselves. You yeah. Know? So there's definitely nothing wrong with that. There's a, there's a big part in that. Um, another thing that I've seen this week. Um, what was I doing? I was driving home from work and it was like three. Oh, no, it was like like one in the morning or something crazy like that. And I'm listening to the radio and I heard this new song on the radio. It sounded like uh, Chris Brown's Loyal. You know, it was DJ Mustard. It's uh, it was Chris Brown singing on it, but it was, it was actually Lil Dicky's song, um, Freaky Friday. So I, I was like, I'm listening to it. It caught me off guard. I'm like, all right, you know, Lil Dicky's a comedy rapper. So, you know what I mean? I was chuckling at a couple of the lines and stuff like that. But I'm like, this song is really well. Um, and at the end, there's an appearance by Ed Sharing for literally like two bars. DJ Khaled talks on it for like two bars, and then Kendall Jenner sings at the end of the song. Silly video. Basically, the point of the song is him and Chris Brown switch bodies. Yeah, black and white. Yeah, and and and, and there's a lot of stuff <laughs> in, in that song that you could get mad like because Chris Brown is, is supposed to be talking as little Diggy, but he's like, I can use the N word now, so nigga, nigga, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> nigga. But, <laughs> but it's true though. You kind of get confused is. though. You're like, it's. You know, you got to remember that this is Chris Brown actually singing it. So it's like, um, he, he's allowed to say that, I guess. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that song that I guess people got a problem with. There's a lot of dick jokes. They're, they're to, you know what I mean? That's, that's supposed to be expected with Lil Diggy and, and stuff like that. But what I seen online was that Kendall Jenner and Ed Sheeran um, were actually getting backlash on it because they appeared on the same song as Chris Brown. And like so people on social media, um, they had their nonsense comments to say. I won't even waste our time reading them. But I guess the question that I really want to pose is, what is this guilty by association that we have in our society now that like if Keith gets in trouble for something like I got to now separate myself from Keith, you know what I'm saying? Because we're, we, we work together or, or stuff like that. Like it, 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 
especially in the music industry, yeah. you're going to be in the same room. You're going to be on projects with people that might be out of your control. I don't think Ed Sharing would have had a problem being on a song with Chris Brown. He's in the video from what I understand, but well, it wasn't his say whether Chris Brown is on the song or not. You know what I'm saying? He's, he got paid a, a fee to be on a song. You know what I'm saying? Whether he knew Chris Brown was on it or not, he it, it's not necessarily something for him to be, oh, well, Chris Brown's on this. I'm not going to be on it. And if so, why should he receive backlash from it? For Chris Brown's crimes. I'm here for all of it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't think it's really a problem, like you said, to... I mean, that's part of being an artist, and they created art to create a dope dialogue. You know what I mean? People talking about shit like that. Like, I don't think... I mean, and even if you just... If you know the... Because there was a movie, right? Was it a movie? It was Freaky the, Friday, yeah. yeah. So, like, if Lindsay you know the Lohan, movie and shit, that's pretty much... They just bodies. swap bodies and stuff like that. It shouldn't really be a problem. I feel like people pick apart every fucking thing nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, Keith, you feel the shit was wrong? Yeah, the song with nah. the video, all that shit. Like, come on, like, yo, it's funny. Like, and yo, Chris, he's a Bra- comedy rapper, Chris Brown made this Christmas. Yo, how can I not? I think they see the video for that song, man. This guy went dancing around, yo. touching stuff, and turning it into magic and porn neighborhoods. He, <laughs> he did some shit like that, and they boom, he touched a ficus, and it turned into a Christmas tree yo. that was fully dressed. But, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Um, it was cool though. Like, and, and and that's the thing that I love. Like everyone's creativity you know what i'm saying like so, social media is interesting because it turned into uh, to a thing where like first on what's it called like the comment pages on like a post like a blog post yeah, or a video yeah, yeah. people Especially. people would troll on there then it moved to like just normal social media like twitter people just trolling people just because mm-hmm. and that trolling culture moved into this social thing so people are acting like they're doing these altruistic things, like, oh, um, you know, I'm standing up for the women's rights and all this type of stuff. And r- really, it's turned into this thing where it's like, you I need to tear somebody down because they may be in some way, in some tiny way, remotely associated with someone who's not a bastion of, of women's rights. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So they probably never even stepped in a room with Chris Brown but these people said, yo, Ed Sheeran and Kendall Jenner got the most to lose. I want to take all of it. Word. You know what I'm saying? They didn't go after Chris Brown. They didn't go after Lil Dicky that much because they feel like they don't have much to lose. But Kendall Jenner and Ed Sheeran, they have lots to lose. And I want to take all of it. I want to make sure they lose everything. Just like the it, it, the most obvious and most prominent examples is like all the Me Too stuff, how people got on James Franco and um, tried to get at um, Aziz Ansari. Whether or not they did something really bad, you know what I'm saying? They don't even make a scale. They just say all these people's names in the same breath, on yeah. the same level, in the same way. Um, James Franco, Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein, uh, Darren Sharper, like just saying these people's names as if it's just the same thing. No, it's not. It's totally different what they did. Right so, um, yeah, man, it's, it's fucked up. They're trying to tear these people down mostly because they got the most to lose. I think it's a culture too where they feel like they could punk the apology out of you. Yes, so yes. It's like yo, if I if I get niche to to get on my team and yo, you comment on her and you comment on her too. By the time she gets fifty million of us, it's gonna be like, oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't mean to appear on this song. And yo, Fergie apologized for the for the anthem. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> like, yeah. so you know what I'm saying? They feel like yo, they could just get anything out of you if 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 they put enough but pressure it, on you. And it's like, nah, I don't apologize. Just so I'm clear, like what did did. Did they say anything on the song, or they were just a part of the song, right? They didn't. Yeah, Kendall Jenner singing about her vagina because little Dicky's in her body. Oh, okay. So he's he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's like I got. She's like I got a vagina. I'm gonna explore. Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. It's silly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then Khaled is like, 
why am I screaming right now? You yeah, know what I'm saying? But then that's his thing. Yeah, <laughs> they're making yeah. fun. They're making. Oh, they're all making fun. Of, Ed Sheeran says something to the effect of, oh, "Now I'm in Ed Sheeran's body. It's not as cool as being in Chris Brown's body, or something stupid yeah, like that." Yeah, so it's like they're not really doing anything that they that necessarily should be have a backlash. And Khaled also didn't didn't seem to get any yeah, backlash yeah. either. But it's just like because they know they can't punk an apology out of Khaled, like yeah, well, being on a song with Chris Brown. That's a fact. So, so yeah. it's just like. It, that's the thing too. Like I feel like um anything really involving Chris Brown, we just we throw that hate at him. Like like you said too. How long, I don't, how, but I know what you mean. Yeah, society, how long before yeah. we just like just say, all right, fuck it. We know what what he did. Let's just let's just let him be now. You know what I mean? How long before that shit can really like transpire? You know? He's got. He, I think it's a talent thing. He's gonna have to make a good enough song that makes people like not I care. Mean, but he, but he's also he a has. douche. So it's, it makes it hard. Yeah, see, that's the thing. He's a dick, and yeah. he went blonde. Once you go, mm. I don't know which one is worse, just being a dick. Or go, and going blonde hair? alone, it have been like, I don't know, man. <laughs> see, Chris Brown, remember right after, I think he came out with Yeah three times. Um, how long? I think it was like the first big single after he beat Rihanna up or after... It was like on the next album. It was like that. on the next album. Yeah, yeah. That's like, the comeback project. Yeah three times or some shit like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even on that press tour, he 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 started off real good. It was real clean. But yeah, you know, I'm trying. I got my shit together. Blah blah. blah. He had a regular, like he had a dark Caesar. It was just normal. And then he wilded it out and on per- ABC on Good Morning America. I think he threw a chair through a, into a window. That or pressure started getting to him. That yeah. pressure got got to him. Yeah, that yeah, that's it's, it's a shame. He man. has I been through some shit. He did well, not necessarily just been through some shit, but he has done some shit to make people continue to talk. And he even says that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he's calmed down more. But you could tell too, like the drugs can kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think just being a child star and going through adult stress at a, such a young age, before he 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 was beating women up. Um, you know that women. Well, Carucci is they they mentioned oh. that the Carucci thing also, not just the Rihanna. Shout out to her because yeah. she living now. She yeah, out yeah living. but they, they bring she, her name up too when it when it comes to it now. So it's just like I don't want to say he beats women, but now it's more he, than one that they they and they're both celebrities too. You know what I'm saying? He need to just oh. stop dating women. <laughs> yeah. No, but she's yeah. not necessarily beat up somebody's own side. <laughs> yeah. well, wait, he needs to date Ed Sheeran or something. But, <laughs> but she's not necessarily. Uh, I mean, well, I guess we consider her a celebrity because her boyfriend was a celebrity. Karuchi? Yeah, like she's an actress on um that show Clo- Claws. Claws, Claws, yeah, on that's, TNT, that's which I only know because basketball comes on that channel. Tiffany Haddish is on that channel too, and Terry uh, was Tracy Morgan. They got a show Tiffany together. Tiffany Haddish, she out here winning. Nah, but um, real quick though, with with Chris Brown, like like I said, he's not a sympathetic figure, but like take someone like wasn't it Mark Wahlberg? Didn't he like? Beat up an Asian kid or something like that and blinded him back in like high school or something like that back in the day. Like nobody went to jail. Yeah, <laughs> nobody th- thinks about that because he's he's turned his image around. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? and he it was a long time ago. Exactly. Yeah. So if Chris Brown would have not done anything since Rihanna, I think by now, you know, what I mean, he might have found himself back in the good graces. But it's like he keeps finding himself into shit. It's like when you can turn it around and make people not mention it. You know, what I'm saying like that nobody's going to not bring Mark Wahlberg to the event. He was like a judge on the slam dunk contest. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, he's in some of the biggest movies. He made some of our favorite shows. So it's just like, you can move from it and people will forget the fuck about it, but you got to make good enough stuff and, and stay out of the trouble. It's interesting what social media did to, to culture as far as accountability. Sometimes overboard, sometimes it's appropriate. And I don't know if it's good or bad at the end of the day. When you think about it, when you look at like the porn star and the Playboy Bunny stuff with Donald Trump, people are roasting him for it, maybe deservingly so. But that, that, this is what he's doing is light work compared to um, JFK. Word. Imagine if, if <laughs> social media was out right now. I was look, I'm looking at a documentary 
JFK palmed some lady's butt right in front of his wife on did camera, you, kid. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like on, on a home camcorder though, uh, not like on TV. Mm-hmm. But they they got the video out now. Yeah, like he his wife hugged him. He let go of his wife. Then her home somebody I think it was a homegirl or a cousin or something. He hugs her and places the palm right on the butt, like the black dude thing where you just. The hug, like your yeah, arms just hang right down to the the, the the buttocks. Wait, so did they actually like? Did they make a point of it to show it in the documentary that you're watching? Like they made a point of it in the documentary, which yeah. is made in present day. But yeah. think about it at the time, like this stuff was happening all the time. Yeah, he, he was smashing mad ladies outside of his marriage. Marilyn Monroe, that was that's the equivalent of Donald Trump right now getting with Katy Perry or something like that. <laughs> for real. I don't knock JFK for that, because like a lot of our heroes and- I mean, I and, knock him, but- <laughs> not, well, What I'm saying, I don't think that has anything to do with what we like him for. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Okay, like, yeah, they're, yeah, two, uh, they're two different, they're mutually exclusive to me, you know what I'm saying? If, if you were to tell me something about one of my heroes, your black heroes, Mark, Malcolm X or something like that, that I didn't know already know, I'm not gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, so what does that have to do with what he stood for? Right, right. to do? So it's just like, um, my man's. Yeah, yeah. There's that, but this is false. Yeah, like I said, they just try to take people down by association, and I, I, I felt like we had to talk about that because it was, it was pissing me off. But before we wrap things up, I, I got one more question for y'all. And Nish brought it up on our last episode, so it made me really think about it. Um, what is cheating? So I got a few things I want to ask y'all. Is this cheating to you, or if you were to do it? You know what I mean? Or would it be different if it was you or if it was your mate? So the first one up is porn cheating. So I've had girls say watching porn is like the equivalent of cheating on them. Do you consider porn, I guess, because I watched porn with significant others before, you know what I'm saying? But obviously I watched it without them also. So is it like a thing where watching a porn without your significant other or behind your significant other's back, can that be considered cheating? Or would you feel like if you were the one who had that rule, if it would be cheating if your significant other did that? Uh, there's, there's, well, for me, like, okay, if you're watching porn, is your ex a porn star? That's your, you know what I mean? Is part mm. of the porn that you're watching? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, like, then, I'll, it might, then I think yeah. I would say yes. I checked that yes box yeah, in that I'll one. Definitely <laughs> it's have a to very interesting the... scenario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is your ex a porn star and does she do live shows? <laughs> and then do you buy a ticket for the show? <laughs> And do you actually show up to the show? Is it eight minutes per? Like, yo, why your why your PayPal got all this shit coming out of this? Eight dollars per minute. Shit. You auditioned for the show? Then, this shit uh, coming out our joint account, motherfucker. <laughs> like, what is this shit? But, but no, nah, I don't think one. I don't think there's anything wrong with with watching porn. Um, when you say like watching it behind your 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 significant other's back. I think that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you can't as opposed com- to not watching it together or yeah, your think, or your person doesn't know that you watch yeah, it or whatever. Yeah, I think if you can't really communicate about it, but that's just something that I think that a lot of people don't talk a lot about because mm-hmm. porn has always been shamed upon. You know what I'm saying? From from kind of like from the gate, but I wouldn't have a problem with, especially if we watch it together. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah, watch but it I mean, if you're watching it behind my back and then I'm. I'm catching you. It's taking away time from what we got going on, or yeah, yeah. Well, if you're like, well, no, we're not going out to dinner because I gotta flick the pearl. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta flick a pearl. (laughs) Then that is an issue. Or, or if if you're if you're watching porn that looks like nothing like me. (laughs) <laughs> so for instance, like you're watching like the total polar opposite of me. So if you're like a, a big black dude and you're walking on your girl and she's watching like interracial with like some European dude, uh-huh. then you know you might be like, yo, is that like a preference? Do you, I'm not saying that that's cheating. I, I don't, I don't, because that's not cheating. But you might want to be like, yo, is that a preference thing? Is it like why do you watch videos 
you know what I'm saying? Because a girl, I've heard, I've heard a girl will say, well, that girl doesn't look like me. Mm-hmm. So the girl in the video, but I, I don't think that's cheating if, if uh, you just have, it's a fantasy thing. Maybe yeah. he has a fantasy to mess with this type of girl, but he wouldn't ne- necessarily date her. That's funny. I was, I was thinking about this the other day. It's weird that you, you bring that up. I was thinking, I've never got caught watching porn, mm-hmm. but I was like, like, if I watch it and like my wife is sleeping, sleeping in, in the bedroom and I'm in the, in, in the house, in the living room or whatever, watching pornography, and I'm like, yo, if I watch it, you have to consider how you want to be caught watching the porn. Does that make sense? Like, you have to think, you have to have your setup how you, you can't be out there buck naked. <laughs> Say, yo, I got you gotta the be dignified. to my left real quick, you know what I'm saying? Got a couple, like, you know what I'm saying, napkins or whatever. <laughs> it goes back wait, to wait, explain that. Explain that a little bit more. So, you, if you get, so if you get caught, you have to think about how, because there's a chance you get caught, right? If you watch porn with somebody inside the house, like, how do you want to be caught? You know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, how do you want to be caught? Because if you get caught, I don't want to get caught. So. You don't want to get caught, but you know there's a chance of yeah, getting yeah, caught, right? Yeah, yeah. That so kind, if that there's a chance right? of getting caught, if you do get caught, how do you want to be caught? And when I think about it, I'm like, do I? You look confused. No. So, so explain. What's the answer to your question? So how do you want to be caught? So I don't want to be. I want to make it closest to not cheating. So I, I would not watch interracial. With a white woman in it. Oh, okay, I got. It. Oh, so you mean that so she if, sees if, the if porn you as caught. you're watching? I, I, I thought you meant she actually just sees you whacking one. But you mean, <laughs> she well, she has to see the porn though. Unless, well, I watch it on television, right? <laughs> Nigga turns it off. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that back on. <laughs> Turn it back on to see what you're watching. Nigga pulling all types of HDMI cords and shit. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, yo, you gotta go. You gotta plug in the red one. To the red. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, um, like how do you want to be? Uh, I don't care. But, so, oh, you mean so? So you would want it not to be a, a female that looks like different, too far from what your wife looks like? You say right? Yeah, because okay. then that that brings upon then a whole new now question. Now it's like you're cheating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You wanna you wanna make appearances? You can't. So whatever that white bitch you've been talking about. <laughs> exactly. Jockey, so oh, so that's right. who Sarah. So you imagining Sarah, motherfucker? Big white bubble butts. <laughs> <laughs> Pogs? Is that what? What the fuck is a pog, nigga? <laughs> See that? I know acronyms. <laughs> I'd be funny if somebody just guessed what it means. Like, Yo, how'd you figure that out? It took. I had to ask people what that meant. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, the because you know there's a, a certain kind of politics behind black men and white women as far as their romances and stuff like that. There is like an underlying conflict as far as like how black women feel about it, how white women feel about it, how black guys feel about it, how white guys feel about it, and it's fraught. You know, so yeah. it's a fraught history. So um, I've heard a black woman before saying, yeah, why would you watch a porn with a white bitch in it? And I get it. You got something and you want to tell me? That's yeah, yeah, like that's stuff like that. Like first thing. <laughs> a lot of people are, are, I'll say the word afraid, are afraid that uh, a black guy is going to get with a white woman just merely for the fact that she's white. I've heard girls say that, like, like definitely don't leave me for a white woman. If you're going to leave me. <laughs> Leave me for someone in the clan, like you know what I'm saying. In, in, in this, in this, sister, yeah, right? make the next one a white girl, the, <laughs> the following one, but this next one don't has be- to be. Don't Becky me, nigga. At least has to be Cuban or Brazilian. Like, don't leave me for a dude and don't leave me for no white bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yo, like, real talk though, we got to do an actual, we got to put up polls and everything. Really, yeah, yeah. we got to get into this cheating joint because this is funny. Because like, another another one I was going to ask y'all, you know, we, we, we falling cl- uh, close on time, um, is like, all right, well. Let's say I go to the same store every day. I, I stop at this gas station. Is it cheating if I flirt with the cashier, but I don't necessarily try to bag? 
Like, so you know what I mean? I make I make playful banter and I make jokes. I'm gonna save my answer. You gonna save your answer on that one? Think about it. Dwell on that one. Cause because a wise man named Keith once told me that which each each joke and each giggle, the, <laughs> the elastic on the panty string start to loosen up. <laughs> now I was a younger man at the time, but that theory still holds up though. Yeah. No, no, because it's a true story, though. That's, that's, the more you make someone laugh, the... Yo, you remember that meme I sent you of Doc Rivers when, like, he's laughing? He's, like, he's looking over at, like, another coach or, like, he's looking at a referee and he's, like, dying laughing and he's saying something mad funny. And then, for some reason, he changes the direction in which he stares. Uh-huh. I'm not sure what he's looking at at that point, but he just stops laughing all of a sudden. And the meme was, like, when, when you had a party with your girl... And and you and you cracking up and all the women are laughing. Then you see, catch your, catch eyes with your girl. <laughs> then you just stop laughing because you realize you don't fucked up. Word and up. everybody knows that you you too funny yeah. in a room full of girls. And I mean that's the truth. And anybody, I've I've been a, the funny nigga in the crew at, at different points funny in my life. And I know, beat, nigga. yeah, <laughs> when, you, when you in a room with the girls, your jokes magically you just get funnier you and know they get like, louder with each joke. <laughs> 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 and that shit feeds you. Be like, yeah. So I walked into the shop, right, right. She was crazy, yo. I got the Spanish. They like, yo, the Spanish. I'm like, yeah, the Spanish, Spanish. Girls be shopping, right? <laughs> stand up, stand up comedian. Should we turn to Def Jam? Try the experiment, like looking, being like a room sometimes, and you just hear a chick laughing. Everyone's gonna turn their attention towards that, especially if it's a dude making a laugh. Yeah. Oh, watch how many eyes just be on them. So. Is that is that something to dwell on for next episode? You know what I mean? We could think about this and make a whole list. Oh, and yeah. Come up with your own. But, like, what is cheating and what is not? Because, I don't know. I seem like y'all look like a couple noses about to come out on that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I, so I got a lot. I got a lot to say. So. We got we to gotta run that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so make sure. Um, Yeah, what is cheating? Make sure you guys hit us up on the, the podcast. Uh, hit us up on uh, Instagram, Instagram, Perfect yeah. Talk Radio. Yeah. On Instagram, at Perfect Talk Radio. Um, I go by... DJ Playboy, and you can hit me up at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. At A-O Niche, at A-Y-O-N-I-S-H. Keith, where can they find you? Instagram, me and my underscore 35. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review, leave a rating. That is episode 29, and we are up out this biatch. Say goodbye to the people, y'all. Peace.